about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. Verses 1 through 12, Hebrews chapter 11. Then looking briefly in the book, the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, picking up at verse 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and and it fell. And great was its fall. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 27. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, which is a guidebook for all of life. Thank you for your word, which is the source of power, all power, grace, light, and peace. And thank you for your word, which is a tool and a weapon to help us grow in faith. Lord, you told us in your word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. 
Help us to grow greatly in our understanding of the need for us to fill up, to read and meditate on your word daily, filling up our minds and our hearts daily with your word. But help us to know, Lord, that you've called us to be hearers and doers of your word. You've called us to live a life that pleases you by faith, which one of which is expression is one of obedience. Help us to be an obedient people, a people who are listening to your word and your spirit continually and walking in full obedience to that which you tell us to do. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Father, we're thankful for those faithful pastors who will get behind the pulpit on Sunday and preach your word. God, give them uh, uh, clarity of mind. Give them uh, um, a clear vision of what you want them to say. And we pray for those listening that they will receive what you say to them. They will cling to it. They will live on it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And I want to share a word of encouragement to all of our listeners in particular. I want to encourage us, let us continue as the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ across the board to continue to pray for Ukraine, to pray for the people of Ukraine, to pray for the church in Ukraine. And also there may be other areas in the world where there is conflict and war going on. All the believers in all of those areas need our prayers. Let us, even though sometimes the news may allow issues like that to be placed on the back burner, but it's important for us to recognize that uh, as long as the conflict, and of course, obviously, even when the, even after the conflict is over, Ukraine and other nations who, who are experiencing war will need our prayers for a long time to come. And prayerfully, we're also to be giving of our substance to support ministries and works on the ground in those areas as well. Father, thank you again for your sovereignty over the nation of Ukraine. Thank you for your sovereignty over every nation in which there's war and battles and military conflict going on within the boundaries of those nations. Thank you for your sovereignty over them. Father, flood those nations with your light. Flood those nations with your spirit, mercy, and grace. More and more, cause your, bless your church to rise up to be the church, the church that's standing in the gap in prayer, the church that is reaching out to people in need, people that may be unexpectedly homeless, people who are refugees that never thought in their life or lifetime that they would be such. Guide the church and being the church in those areas and help us to continue to pray diligently for the nation and for the church. And Lord, help us to continue to give financially in the ways you'd have us to, to support ministries that are on the grounds, that are out there providing food, clothing, and shelter, and other human needs that are experienced because of the tragedies surrounding war. Father, more and more, pour out your Spirit in much greater measure upon every nation of the world, Ukraine and all the rest, with your Spirit, mercy, and grace in much greater measure. We thank you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Uh, today we're looking specifically at the topic, the obedience of faith. Again, the obedience of faith. And, you know, it's very important for us to note that, like, for example, the, pa- the passage we read earlier from Hebrews chapter 11 is a portion of the chapter that sometimes may be referred to as the Hall of Fame of Faith. Hebrews ch- chapter 11 is a powerful chapter to read often because it has much insight, much wisdom to teach us and help us to better understand how important faith is in the life of a believer. One of the messages we hear time and time again in the Word of God that's a very clear and a powerful message is, the just shall live by faith. Well, what exactly is faith? Faith is trust 
in the Word of God. But also it's important for us to know that God's Word says, and as we read in Hebrews chapter 11, without faith it's impossible to please God. So that means no matter what else, whatever you may be doing, if you're not walking in faith, if you're not moving in faith, you can't please. It's impossible to please God. Therefore, that makes the topic of faith to be extreme, an extremely important one for believers to grow in their understanding of. So for every believer listening, I want to challenge and encourage you to make it a goal to greatly grow in your understanding of exactly what faith is and how you live a life of faith. Now, some might be thinking to themselves, well, I know what faith is, and that's what I live every day. Well, let me encourage you, don't take that attitude because you don't fully know what faith is, nor do I. There's much God and the Spirit of God wants want to teach us about what faith is and how to live that faith out each and every day. In fact, as believers, we are wise to stay all of our lives in the school of faith and never graduate because God has more to teach us about how to put our faith to work. And keep in mind a critically important reminder that it's very important for us to be growing an understanding of faith is so that we'll grow an understanding of how to live a life that pleases God. Again, we were told clearly in verse 6 of Hebrew 11, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And the message the just shall live by faith is a message we hear Old and New Testament. In fact, in reality, it's an important message that we need to grow in our understanding of as we look at the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation throughout the Bible. It's critical to understand that without faith, no human being could please God. So let us make it a goal to always be growing in our understanding of what faith is and how to live that faith out. So as we're looking today, in the, both in the book of Hebrews and in some other passages, keep in mind we're focusing on the topic of the obedience of faith. Now, here in Hebrews chapter 11, we read verses 1 through 12. Specifically, verse 8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. Now, notes what it says again. By faith Abraham obeyed. Now, note the phrase, by faith you hear it time and time again in Hebrews chapter 11. Keep in mind a wonderful and a powerful study that could take you a long time, but it's a very fruitful study, is to really study and meditate on what what each person mentioned in the book of Hebrews did by faith. Because each um, phrase, each sentence, each paragraph that uses that term has some important truths to teach each and every one of us about about applying our faith, but we're especially kind of focusing on Abraham in particular as we begin today, but especially this verse. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. One very important expression of the faith of faith in the Christian life is simply obeying the Word of God. To hear the Word of God, to believe it and obey it, is putting your faith to work. So if that's the case, and of course it certainly is, then as believers we need to major in readings and studying the Word of God, believing the Word of God and acting on it. Remember, if we genuinely believe the Word of God, we're going to obey it and act on it as well. We don't want to be persons that talk about being full of faith but never live it out. 
So one very basic and foundational area and way of putting your faith to work in life is by simply reading God's word and obeying it. Do what God says. So if we look at most any passage that we may read and study, you should always ask yourself the question, what are the commands in this passage? What are the things God is telling me to do? What are the things God is calling me to do? So that's very, very important. So again, the whole book of Hebrews is a powerful study all in and of itself. But remember, you don't study the Bible just to say you've studied it. You study it in order to learn to better apply it. Remember, truth is always meant to be applied. You don't learn truth just for the sake of saying, well, I learned another uh, truth as if it's an academic exercise. We're to learn truth with the goal of fully putting it to work. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to grow an understanding of what faith is and our understanding of how to put that faith to work and help us to grow greatly in understanding of the fact that one of the very important truths of faith is that simply obeying your word is a major act of expressing our faith, a major act of being a people of faith. And Abraham is one of many examples in your word of persons who heard your word and obeyed it. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace that would move upon us to be a people that are faithful to want to hear your word and obey your word every day of our lives. Help us to live it as a lifestyle, to read your word and put it to work. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We know God's word says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We know that's a statement in scripture, but also it's also a command. In everything, give thanks. We're to be thankful in all circumstances. But you know, we have to choose to obey that. And to choose to obey it is an act of faith. Being thankful in the midst of difficult circumstances, not necessarily thanking the Lord for the trouble itself, but thanking Him in the midst of it, praising Him in the midst of it. Those are ways that as we obey God, we're walking and acting in faith. Well, we'll pick up there on the other side. We're looking today at the topic, The Obedience of Faith. We'll be right back.
music of Forever Jones, Time to Believe. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, The Obedience of Faith. And we uh, started out reading from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 12. Now we invite you to look with us in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Genesis 12, starting at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh, and the Canaanites were then in the land. That was verses 1 through 6 of Hebrews chapter 12. You know, again, the passage is a probably a very familiar one where we hear God simply approach Abraham and it says basically God gives him his word and gives him a command. He tells Abram to get out of his country from his family and from his father's house to a land that he would show him. And God let Abram know that he would make uh, him a great nation and that God was going to bless him and make his name great. And he told him, you shall be a blessing. And he also said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, what did Abram do after he heard God's word? Well, obviously, he packed up and did what God says. He obeyed the word of God. Verse 4 says, So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And note then in verse 5, it goes on to say, specifically, the last sentence in verse 5 says, So they came to the land of Canaan. So the passage clearly lets us know Abram heard the word of God and he obeyed. He did what God told him to do. And that was an act of faith. Well, you know, when Abram obeyed God, that's an important picture of what you and I are to do just in the very same way. When we hear the word of God, we're simply to do it, not question it, not decide whether or not it applies, you know, whether or not it's important for us to do what it says. We're to be hearers and doers of God's word. And understand this, every act of obedience is always followed by an outpouring of grace in your life. You're always blessed as a result of obedience. Your obedience, again, is an expression of faith. One of the ways, one of the great ways whereby we put our faith to work in life is simply hearing God's word and obeying it. So it's important that we understand God is very serious about what he says. Remember this, in the word of God, God doesn't use any word from Genesis to Revelation idly. Every word of God is an important word. It's a powerful word. Every command of God, God means it. And he means for us to hear it and obey it. And you know, there are 66 books in the Bible. That means there's a lot of inf- there's a lot of truth that God has shared in his word. So that's one more reason why as believers, we, we're called to be very, very diligent students of scripture because there are many things that God is calling us, his people to do. But keep in mind, 
yes, there's great responsibility, but also there's great, great blessing followed by it. In fact, when a believer reads and studies the Word of God with a, with a full commitment to apply more and more the Word of God, it causes a greater outpouring of grace on his or her life. Now, you might say, well, what do you mean by that? Obedience is always followed by blessing. Every time in the life of any believer, anywhere, anytime we hear the Word of God and obey it, it's followed by an outpouring of grace in our lives. So there's great benefit to living a life of faith and specifically living a life in the obedience of faith. Again, remember, obedience is one of the expressions of faith, but it's a major expression. We should never think we can live a life pleasing to God, but refuse or fail to obey what he's called us to do. So we're called to be hearers and doers of God's word. That is so, so very important. So when we think of, for example, specific commands that were given in the word of God, remember the commands are there for a reason. Because God's will, God wants his will done. So looking specifically, let me just draw out a passage to give you a clear example of ways that we should both read with the goal of saying, now I'm going to apply that. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it contains some important, uh, of course, every command is important. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now, in just those very few verses, that was verses 16 to 22, pretty short verses. But in those few verses, there's several commands. The first command is rejoice always. Well, how do you do that? Well, very simply, you decide that, well, throughout the day, I'm going to be rejoicing in the Lord. Now, of course, obviously, uh, as we live our lives, you probably need to do it quietly under your breath because it could be very distracting if you did it loud and boisterously wherever you go. But throughout the day, make it your goal to just rejoice. Why should you do that? God commands it. Just throughout the day, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my loved ones. Thank you for the chance to know you, to serve you, to be a witness for you. Thanking and rejoicing in the Lord throughout the day. Now, you know what that will do? Number one, God is going to bless you as you simply act in obedience to his word. Remember, and remember your obedience is an act of faith. You please God when you obey God. Because again, remember, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But when you obey God, you're walking in faith. You are pleasing to God. But also remember, there's an outpouring of grace behind obedience because God is always going to bless obedience in the lives of his children. So rejoicing is a spiritual weapon, amongst other things. It's a way to stir up the Holy Spirit in your life, and it can push back darkness and demonic influence around the places where you may go in the course of a day. It allows the Spirit of God to rise up bigger on the inside of you. So rejoicing throughout the day is a wise thing. And keep in mind, remember, God didn't suggest it. He commanded it. Rejoice always. And so we're wise to ask God to help us to do that. Lord, thank you for this beautiful command, this wonderful command. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of rejoicing. Help us to be wise enough to live a lifestyle of rejoicing in you in the midst of your goodness and your mercy. Even in the midst of a difficult world, you still commanded us to do it, and you want us to receive the blessing that follows. Help us to live a lifestyle of doing just that rejoicing always. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, the next command in verse 7 is pray without ceasing. Now, 
Now, this is one where we, we're wise to simply say, Lord, teach me how to do that. Help me to do that. Guide me in doing it. Because it says pray without ceasing. So we're wise to ask the Lord for wisdom and grace to be able to do that. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word here. Father, guide us and teach us how to pray, live a lifestyle of praying without ceasing. Help us to be wise and faithful to do that. And help us to know, Lord, that you'll always bless it as we obey it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. In other words, in, obe- in obedience to this command, we should live a lifestyle of, as we go throughout the day, talking to God, communing with God, spending time with God, thanking and praising God. Now, you might think, well, that, that's a lot of trouble. Well, I think that's the wrong perspective. Think of your prayer life as being sort of like uh, your breathing. Now, have you ever met someone who says, you know, breathing is just a lot of trouble. I wish I didn't have to deal with it. No, they're thankful they can breathe can breathe because without breathing, they wouldn't be alive. Well, the reality is without God, we wouldn't be alive either. And so we're wise to stay in touch with God throughout the day. Now, will people think you're a little bit strange because they see you maybe slightly talking under your breath? Well, of course, you and the Lord know what you're doing. But the fact is, you know, if you might say, well, I don't want people to think that I'm strange. Well, let let me let you in on a little secret. Everybody's strange. Everybody's strange, and so you might as well just be strange for the Lord Jesus. That's the best kind of strange to have and to live. And so, but spending time reading and studying Scripture is important. Spending time learning to pray and obey the Scripture is important. So that command, keep in mind, pray without ceasing. God wouldn't tell us to do something we can't do. He he will give us many commands that we can only do in his grace and in his wisdom and in the understanding he gives us. So we're wise to pray and say, Lord, teach me how to pray without ceasing and help me to obey that command. Now, one of the tactics of the enemy is to get you as a believer to conclude, hey, there's no way I can do that, so I'm not even going to try. Remember, God will never command you to do something you cannot do. He'll command us to do things that we can only do in his wisdom and in his grace. So if God says to pray without ceasing— It should be our goal to decide with God's help, I'm going to do what he says and trust him to teach you how. But remember, there's blessing in obeying God. Blessing always follows obedience. So remember, that's a command. It's not just a nice passage to read. It's a command, and we're wise to seek to apply it. The next verse, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Living a lifestyle of being thankful. Now, the reality is we all need to encourage each other and pray for each other when it comes to simply obeying any and all of the Word of God because the only person that did it perfectly was Jesus. All the rest of us, we need to strive and trust God to help us to to be as faithful as we can be. And the Holy Spirit's here to help us. One of His names is the Helper. He's here to help us. But remember, if we decide with God's help, I'm going to obey this truth, the Holy Spirit will help you do it. But don't ever allow the devil to convince you to decide, there's no way I can do that, so I'm not even going to try. That's the enemy's tactic. Remember, God will not tell you to do something you cannot do. He will tell each of us to do many things we can only do in his wisdom, in his grace, and in his strength. So pray and trust God to help you to obey that way, to obey in his wisdom, in his grace, and in his strength. So being a thankful person is important. You know, when you take time to stop and thank him for big and little things, again, grace follows that. It 
it leads to an outpouring of grace in greater measure on your life. Just like, for example, Lord, thank you for my shoes. Thank you for my socks. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my family. And on and on and on. Now, sometimes the devil will say to you, that's silly. You sound like a little kid, a child. Ignore him. Do you know God never gets tired of hearing his children express gratitude? You know, and of course, think of yourself, for those of you that are parents, when your children let you know they genuinely appreciate things that you've done for them, doesn't that make you feel good? Sure it does. (laughs) Well, God never gets tired of thanksgiving and praise. But remember, not only does it bless our Heavenly Father, it blesses us as well. Remember, every act of obedience is followed by an outpouring of grace on your life. So if you, diligent, if you diligently seek to obey the Word of God, you will diligently have a supply of grace pouring into your life in greater and greater measure. Now, if you're wise, if you and I are wise, we will strive to live a life of obedience because the most blessed life in all of the world and all of life is a life of obedience to the Word and the Spirit of God. That's important. So learn to, just throughout the day, Again, quietly, thank God. And also in conversations, let people know that you're thankful to the Lord for things he's done for you. And again, keep in mind, none of us does it perfectly. Again, no one but Jesus. All the rest of us need help. So we need to remind each other and encourage each other. And, you know, don't ever make the mistake of thinking, well, I know so-and-so looks like he or she has it all together. The only person who has it all together is Jesus. All the rest of us need help, encouragement, wisdom, and strength. So the command, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Again, ask God to help you do it. But taking time to thank him for big things and little things. Lord, thank you for this broadcast. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the chance to pray. Thank you for family and loved ones. Thank you for the opportunity to call people and talk to them. And on and on. Thank God throughout the day. It goes on to say, do not quench the Spirit. Well, how do you not quench the Holy Spirit? Well, let me explain to you. Specifically, verse 19, that's the command. Do not quench the spirit. Well, do not quench the spirit. Don't disobey. Don't disobey God. Again, when you fail to obey, that's how you quench the spirit. When you disobey what the word of God or what the spirit has told you to do, that's a way to quench the Holy Spirit. So live a life of obedience. Don't neglect to do what the word of God says. Verse 20 says, do not despise prophecies. Again, when you hear a prophetic word, don't despise that prophetic word. Uh, We'll pick up right there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic, the obedience of faith. We'll be right back. Won't you lead me? 
JJ Weeks with Choices. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the obedience of faith. And just an important reminder for each of us is that one of the great expressions of our Christian faith is simply hearing God's Word, trusting it, and obeying it. Trusting God's Word enough to simply do what it says. We're called, all of us are called to a life of obedience to the Word of God. So when you read and meditate on the Word of God, it's a good idea to actually underline or even write down every command. Because remember, truth is always meant to be applied. And as if we're wise enough to apply the truths we learn, it will bless us and we become a greater blessing to the world around us as well. So First Thessalonians chapter 5, we were looking at that. I would encourage you to go back and find every command in that passage and decide, with God's help, I'm going to apply this. And It will change your life if you haven't been already because each of these acts of obedience will bless you and will cause the anointing of God to increase on your life because you're allowing the Word of God to work in and through you in a greater way as well. Looking in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, reading uh, verses 1 through 4 and then verses 10 to 20. Ephesians 6 verses 1 to 4 and then 10 to 20. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Then looking at verses 10 to 20, Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses, again, that was verses 10 to 20 in that portion, Ephesians chapter 6. Now again, remember, when we read passages, we're wise to 
Note every command. What are the commands? So just briefly kind of skimming back through this passage, Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is a command to children. And what are they commanded to do? Obey their parents. But parents, keep in mind, our children need a lot of grace and help to be obedient. So that means we have to do our job as parents in helping our children to come to know Christ and then helping them to grow up in Christ. In order for them to obey that command, they need God's help, and God sends his help to them through the parents. So parents, we need to do our job, doing all we can to help each of our children come to know Christ, and then doing our job to help them to grow up and grow strong in their walk with the Lord as well. So in order for them to be obedient, they need our help as Christian parents. So the command, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It goes on to say, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Notice the latter part in verse 3, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Again, there's blessing and benefit to obeying. Note here when a child is obedient to their parents, note the promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And then and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Parents, this is speaking in particular to fathers. We're to bring our children up in the training and admonition of the Lord. That's not a suggestion. It's a command. We're to bring our children up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So a part of what that means is, parents, we need to make a, a, we need to make a big deal out of Jesus, a big deal out of the Word of God, a big deal about knowing God and living for God. That should be a major issue of, con, of conversation in our homes as a lifestyle. Why? Because Jesus is what life is all about, knowing him and living for him. That's what life is all about. So we shouldn't think of Jesus and the Word of God as being an afterthought, something we, if we get around to it, we'll make it. No, Jesus should be a major part of your home, your lifestyle, your conversation as Christian parents. And sp- things that relate to the Word of God, remember in this, and this is imp- an important truth to note too, in the truest sense of the word, everything is spiritual. Everything. You know, you hear people talk about, well, this is spiritual and this is secular. In a sense, you could say there's no such thing as secular. Everything really is spiritual, and it should have a spiritual foundation. In direct statement or in principle, God's Word deals with every issue, every matter, every concern. So there's nothing that we should feel like God has no business in this topic or in this matter. God's supposed to be in everything. God is supposed to be in everything. So that's important. So the passage, verses 10 to 20, again, note the commands. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We're commanded to put on the whole armor of God. And the word of God is a major part of that. So as believers, every day we should make time to read the word of God. I like to encourage a goal of reading at least three chapters a day. It might be the same chapter three times over, which is fine, but feeding on the Word of God, parents, making it a goal to have your children read the Word of God out loud to you is so important because they too need to put on the full armor of God. And one of the ways they do that is by reading and meditating on the Word of God as well. And verse 12 explains, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, a listener might think to themselves, well, I don't like the idea of having to wrestle with anybody. I don't want to wrestle. Well, keep in mind, Scripture is not really telling you. what. You know, well, it's making the point 
you don't have a choice. You're going to either wrestle in the strength of the Lord or you're going to wrestle on your own. And keep in mind, in the power of God, empowered by the word and the spirit of God, the devil's no match for us. But when you're on your own by yourself, you are no match for the devil and his demonic horde. So it's important that you allow the Spirit of God and the Word of God to help you put on the full armor of God every day, as the passage points out. So when you, the next time you take time to read and meditate on this passage, underline, in fact, write down every command. Write down every command and ask the Lord to help you to do just that. Remember, this is not just a nice passage to read. Remember, the Bible is a guidebook for life. But for us to receive the benefit of the guide, the guidance that comes from the Word of God, we need to be hearers and doers of the Word of God. We're looking today at the topic of the obedience of faith. If we want to live a life pleasing to God, we must be a people that are an obedient people. We hear the Word of God and we obey the Word of God as well. Now note verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now that verse sounds a little bit like what we read in 1 Thessalonians 5. Pray without ceasing. So praying as a lifestyle is something we're commanded to do. And remember, God won't tell you to do something you cannot do. He'll tell us to do things that we can't do in our own strength, but he won't tell us to do things that we cannot do. Parents, how important it is that we're teaching and helping our children to grow up in the admonition and the guidance of the Word of God. So spending time with our children, helping them to read the Word and live the Word is so important. Uh, finally, the passage uh, we've shared before, but Deuteronomy chapter 6, it's a powerful passage. I like to read it often. Deuteronomy 6, it tells us these words starting at verse 1. Now, this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Note what this passage says, that if, if we obey the word of God, note the blessing that follows. Note it says, again in verse 2, the latter part of verse 2, that your days may be prolonged. Did you know you can prolong your life? Obedience to the Word of God can actually lead to a, uh, just an, a prolonging of your life. God's Word lets us know just that truth. Verse 3, Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. God wants it to go well with you in life. God wants you to have a blessed, peace-filled, grace-filled life, but it happens in obedience. And remember, the obedience of faith is very important in the life of every one of us. Verse 4 goes on to say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes, you should write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Verses 1 through 9 of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Again, this in a passage like this, note the commands. Note every command and make it your goal and ask the Lord, Lord, help me to live this out. 
Help me to be the kind of godly parent you'd have me to be molding and shaping and guiding and directing my children to know you, to love you, to live for you. That's very, very important. Making a note every time you read and study the Word of God and making a note of every command and making it your goal to live that as well. That helps us to live a life that pleases God. That helps us to live a life of obedience in faith. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, though, we uh, like to offer those that are listening. There may be some that are listening that have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, today is a great day, a wonderful day, a blessed day to be saved. It's a great day to commit your heart and your life fully to the Lord. He wants you to be saved. He's excited that you would make that step. Would you simply pray this prayer and commit your heart and life to the Lord today with us? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live, your, live a life that honors you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, please email us. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd very much like to share with you some spiritual growth resources and discipleship resources, prayer tools, things that will help you to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. We hope to hear from you. Or if you'd like to receive, simply receive some of the prayer resources and discipleship resources we provide. Again, same email, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them with you. Thanks again for listening. We were looking today at the topic, the obedience of faith. When you have opportunity, I'd encourage you to go back and read all of Hebrews chapter 11 and Genesis 12 as well. Great chapters that you can draw much from. And especially Hebrews 11, it has much to teach you about faith and applying faith in your life and how to live a life of faith as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.